I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, okay. I just need to really kind of take a breath. and Take a minute. Why are you going upset? It was Alison that bought them for me. <laughs> I did. I oh, did. oh, I'm so sorry. That, uh, <laughs> this, this whole experience has completely got nothing to do with me, watching you <laughs> unable to plug your microphone in. It's not my fault the mic wasn't working. Whose fault was it, Maureen? I didn't make the mic, did I? Well, the, it's funny how the mic is now working. It, the mic works, Maureen. That I mean, is the in basic... a moment, I'm going to be switching it off and pretending it's not working. <laughs> oh, like this. To be honest with you, Maureen, we're all hoping that. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Oh, and then Alison saying, oh, uh, maybe we should, uh, I was just panicking and maybe looking for to get a new microphone for Maureen. Oh, yes, says Maureen. I, I could do with the new mic. Maybe I could do with some new headphones, which you have. You have new headphones, don't you, Maureen? Yeah, I got them a couple of weeks ago from Alison. Have you have you used them yet? The new headphones? I have synced them with my tablet. Do you know so how headphones work? Yeah, and I synced know, them with here as well. You know you can wear them for all, for every device. You yeah, yeah, no, I synced it with this computer. I forgot. You did sync it with your computer. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> but you're not using them. Okay, great. I packed them because I thought I, they, they, I was off to Australia, wasn't I? I meant to be on a plane. I wish I fucking was on a plane. I meant to be again, on a plane again, boring. With you there. <laughs> we we had a lot going against us this morning. Let's uh, come on. I had food poisoning. Maureen thought the mic wasn't working. A lot's been going on. Do you know what, Alexon? Fair play to you because you have been very unwell, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You were traveling back from Brighton to Manchester, which is a long old schlep for those of you that don't live in the UK. Well, as long as a schlep as you can in this tiny island that we call a, a country. But with our transport system, it's long. <laughs> Uh, and on a was it it was a Sunday yeah it was a Sunday and you weren't well were you I was really not well and I was so unwell I had to cancel my show in Chester which is the most upsetting thing because I worked hard on selling that one I worked hard on selling that one and I got people in you know comics really are when they have to cancel their shows I love cancelling shows yeah yeah I'm not talking about you Jen yeah well (laughs) it's out it was sad 
Oh, Alison, I'm really sorry you had to cancel your show, but... Me too. Look, the, if, you, if you're sick, you can't do it. There's nothing you can do about that. And you were, as as you were telling us before we started recording, and more when you weren't here, you were still trying to, to switch your laptop on. But um, uh, Alison... Um, projectile vomited on a train <laughs> there's no sorry Alison there's no way to sweeten that no. unfortunately I didn't know if you guys were going to let me say it <laughs> Look, uh, Alison, would you, uh, you don't have to talk about this because it is quite painful to to revisit these things it was horrific I vomited into a mask everyone because that's how I still wear masks on train was a bit I vomited into a mask oh, I was Alison. politely uh making my way to the washroom telling the people that I should probably I was like I, I think I need to blah, 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 and it was it was horrible. And I don't think I've ever felt embarrassed quite like that in my entire life, watching a cart full of people just look at me like. I was, I can top that. I projectile vomited on a mega, mega bus. Oh, that is a topper. You have topped Trump's me on that one. And I had lost so much. I, I got put on a drip when I got to Cardiff for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I like... still performed. There you go. <laughs> It's not a competition, Maureen. <laughs> Alison, don't listen to Maureen. It's not a competition. But I was only doing 15 minutes, to be fair. So it's a bit different. That sounds awful, Alison. I'm so sorry that that happened. But you were right to cancel. You can't do a show when you've got food poisoning. It's not possible. No. Um, and you can put another date in. These dates can yeah. be put back in. So, so anyone know. who was going to come to Chester, if anyone from Chester is listening, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> Trust me. It would have worked. Not as sorry as the people either side of you as you projectile vomited into your mask. <laughs> and the worst part, if I may, the worst part was I upgraded, right? The night before I no. upgraded Seafrog because I was like, hey. Because you deserve hey, it. Yeah, we're worth it. So I couldn't even eat anything. I couldn't even drink anything. I was just sitting there being like, well, at least at least it was first class. So there weren't as many people like around. And it wasn't on the carriage. I made it to like in between the carriages and I vomited oh, like, cool, as they call it fine. by the door. I did it through to the door. You the best thought the at that moment. Yeah. I was like, I, I, uh. absolutely fine. Alison. That's completely, if you're going to throw up, do it in that weird bendy bit in the train. That's, That's what fine. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to be considerate. It was horrible. Oh my well, God. Well, um, flipping it. I'm so glad that you're feeling better because we, we weren't sure if we were going to record today because Alison's been unwell, but I'm so glad you're feeling better. Maureen, um, despite your technical difficulties, uh, it's really lovely to see your pixelated face. And I'm sorry that your visa hasn't turned up, has it? What happened exactly? Don't know. Um, visa hasn't come through. Um, they're hoping it's going to come through this week. The Australian, they've, they've listened to this podcast. They're like, I don't know if we can let that catastrophe like, We're not going to let her in. So I couldn't get in, but can I just give a shout out for Qatar, Qatar, how do you ever pronounce it? Qatar Airways. Ooh, Absolutely I... brilliant. Best customer service I've ever had. So I phoned up within less than 24 hours before the flight was to go off. The woman was lovely because uh, I was very stressed. She changed the ticket for me and it cost a whopping £16.60 to change no. the date. No, that's great. That's and great. It would have only cost £1.60 if I'd done it online and I was like, no, I'd rather pay the £15 and get you to do it. Yeah, do I it. thought she said £1,000. And I said, £1,000? She went, no, no, £1.60. And I went, oh, no, I'll go for that. I'll go for that. Wow. I mean, That's amazing. This is great. It's every now and again, things go your way because you had a week of absolutely oh, nothing going your way. Maureen has had an absolute nightmare of a week, haven't you? Honestly, uh, yeah, because I bought Jane a present for her birthday Bought it a week in advance. was very, very organised and unusually for me. Anyway, they didn't deliver it. They were like, "Oh, we can't deliver it. We're returning it." I'm like, "Brilliant!" It's so bizarre that they couldn't that, and and um, that they couldn't deliver it, but they didn't sort of 
because they sent you a notification saying it was being delivered, like it had gone into... Yeah, saying it's being delivered. And then when I phoned up, they went, oh, no, it's being returned and we've credited your account. And they never told you why? Yeah, and I was like, I don't have that. That's not a card of mine. And it was under the name of a friend of mine. Can I tell you what I loved about Qatar Airways? You talk to a person within a minute. And I think with with companies, if they it's when you buy stuff, they're always really helpful. It's when something goes awry that the then it becomes problematic. And that's what I liked about Qatar. Even though it was, you know, I was trying to do something, it's gone all wrong. I picked up the phone and they were really helpful. And if right. Qatar want me to review a uh, business class, feel free to contact me on five five five. Oh, I think Qatar Airways are definitely listening to to, to three. Three middle-aged women. Oh, they're all the head of Qatar Airways right now tuning in. Oh, let's see what they've got to say about literally anything. So anyway, moving on to Jen, you had a birthday. You were in Bath. How was that? Um, I had my birthday. I wasn't in Bath for my birthday, but I was in Bath at the weekend. Um, uh, But yes, it was nice. (laughs) Uh, I don't quite know what to say. I I went, uh, I had a birthday and that was nice. And then the next day we went to Bath and that was nice. And, uh, yeah. I can tell you Jen is very loved because I was in her home while she was away and uh, she had a load of birthday cards, everyone. This girl's a loved gal. Did I? You did. All in the kitchen, all at the back. It was like... Well, two were from my children. One was from Chloe, so that's three. One was from me. One was from Maureen, that's four. Um, One was uh, from my brother, that's five. You had a bunch. I, I had a bunch. Look, I had a bunch. My, you know, like, like a third of them were for the people that lived in the house. But um, <laughs> so I feel like it was. Thank you, Alison. I, I felt loved. Also, shout out to Jen Brister, who makes the best chicken soup I've ever had in my life. Was that just before you started throwing up? No, don't do that to her. That is not Jen's fault. I have a sneaking I did suspicion. actually ask, didn't I? I know. You were like, I hope it wasn't my soup. I was like, it was not your soup. Because I said to Chloe, Alison's got food poisoning. Do you think it's from my soup? She went, maybe. I was like, we put it in the fridge. It's only a day old. I hope it isn't. No, it was absolutely not. I think I know where it came from. I won't I won't uh, shame them. But no, your soup was phenomenal. So just so everyone knows out there, Jen talks about soups. She's been getting into soups. That chicken soup. I make a the... good soup. I do. Oh, my God. There was bits of kale, uh, sna- sugar snap peas bit of spring onion oh my god yeah it's because it's for my children so I have to put they hate kale to be fair but I have to put like sugar snap peas and everything because that's absolutely the only stuff they eat the little bastards um it was so good you know you gotta hide it's like it's like when Maureen comes around you gotta well with Maureen you have to like make out that there are there is no veg otherwise she won't eat it and then cover it in cheese (laughs) (laughs) well basically you have to kind of give Maureen a coronary but but slower (laughs) <laughs> by hiding the vegetables in there. Um, but yes, I had a lovely birthday. We did go to a nice uh, restaurant in Brighton on my birthday and then um, we went to the cinema in the daytime, which is one of my I love things to do, which Chloe can't cope with. She's like, I can't cope with this whole cinema in the day. It's too much. Why? Because it's she's like... Wasting, she's wasting she's time. too much time wasting. It's like, we're wasting time. In the day, we should be doing something. And I'm like, we are doing something. We're going to the cinema. Um so and I the, and I will talk about the film that I went to see, which I absolutely okay, cool. loved. Um, later, but yeah, that was nice. And then we saw some friends in Bath, and that was nice. Yeah, Bath's very pretty, isn't it? It really is. Oh, it's what gorgeous. A, what a pretty town! Uh, if you haven't been, do go. It doesn't look like it's real. It's like somebody yeah. like made it up and went. This is what England looks like in the 18th century. And then you go yeah, there, yeah, and you yeah. go, wow, 
this is what England looked like in the 18th century. Mm. Um, very beautiful. But that was it. That was my week. We all had weeks. And that's the important thing about this podcast. <laughs> Alison and Maureen, your weeks have been stressful. And frankly, let, we're glad that they're over. My week has been no short of divine and uh, time Aww. of my life, as is, as is my want now that I am 49 years of age. Holy crap, one year to 50. Ooh. The big wow. five I'll be having a party, I've decided. Well, I have not. <laughs> we're assuming we're being invited, by the way. <laughs> we're like, I can't wait. <laughs> yes, of course we're invited, you Wally. Chloe, it'll probably be just you three. Um, Chloe has decided that we're having a party, so I was like, great, you can organise it. To be fair, she'll do a good job. Yes, she will, actually, right, Maureen. Um, Maureen, it's time. And we because we weren't expecting you to be here today. We weren't no. expecting it. We've got some in the can that we were going to put out, but here she is, the younger of all the Maureens. She's here with a moment. We need to hear, what did your people body moment, body? Me and Jen were in the jacuzzi. I had this new swimming costume on, and the top was actually around my neck. So I was flashing Jen. I'm completely unaware of it. Completely topless. <laughs> Tankini round her neck. That would have been the first indicator to me. I'd be like, what is this around my neck? Nope, no, I didn't notice. <laughs> well, this is another customer service uh, little story. Oh, no. I, got a new, I got a new phone and um, it's really great now because you just put the phones together, transfers everything. I'm like, this is brilliant. And then I couldn't ring or, or send emails. Like, this is a bit shit. And then you're meant to electronically do something with the SIM card. It said, your your phone doesn't do this. I was like, oh, my God. Just got a new phone, and it doesn't do the SIM. So I ring up for my old phone. I'm furious. I'm like, you know, I've just got this new phone, paid quite a bit of money for it. I can't ring. The apps work, but I can't ring, and I can't send email messages. I just have to ring from my old phone. And she went, um, is your SIM card in the old phone? I went, yes. She went, um, I'll just put it in the new phone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. This is the headphones thing all over again. Oh. If only I had a pair of headphones. You do. They're in your bag. Is the SIM card in your old phone? Well, yes. What? Yes. So when you... Oh, Christ. Uh... How are you expecting it to work, Maureen? I don't... Well, I thought you had to... Electro, I didn't... I forgot you had to, that you had you to take the thought, SIM out and then put it in the new one. I, I just rub the phones together <laughs> and they'd somehow create... I mean, I think I've done this before. It reminds me when I first got my first iPhone, I thought I won't bother trying to work it out. I'll just take it to the... I've got a gay couple across the road. They're young boys. They're really into tech. They'll do it for me. And I remember them saying, and it comes up, put your thumb... You know, you've got to do your thumbprint. So I, I kept putting it on the middle of the phone because that's where it said, put the thumbprint. And they went, no, no, you've got to do it on the home key. So I said, what's home key? And they showed me the home key. So I started pressing it and it and it still wouldn't work. And they went, no, you've got to take the plastic off. So I had to take the, and they were just looking at me like I was an idiot. And then I phoned Jen, was the first person I phoned. She couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear her. I walked into a phone shop. It wasn't the shop I bought the phone from. That didn't bother me. Absolutely furious. I can't hear people. And I, they can't hear me. And they went, oh, you've got to take the plastic off because I've kept the plastic on. So, yeah, I'm not really te very te technologically minded. There's a lot going on there. Um, I feel like we've got an extra be more worrying that we weren't expecting just at the end there. Um, yeah, with a story, a secondary follow-up story. secondary tag to the original story, as all good comedians should. <laughs> um, well, 
I mean, what to say, Maureen? I mean, we could unpack it, couldn't we? And we could look at the logic and we could take it apart and say, well, obviously, if you haven't got the SIM card in the phone, it won't work. We could say that, couldn't we, Alison? Yeah, yeah. We could say she thought everything was being transferred over because, you know, yeah. What is happening with your phones? They seem to be like bumming each other. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, I've got. Two, I got. Two I got two phones, and uh... <laughs> they did, and then it they transferred, <laughs> and then unbelievably, that did that not work? Is that not like <laughs> no, a technical term? It did not work. So when you were doing that weirdly, it's weird because every time I go into a phone shop, I'm like, oh god, I don't know if you can help me with my phone. They get their phone and my phone, and they just do that, and they go, "Is this helping?" <laughs> And I say, thank you. That's 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 been a great help. Um, yeah. How much do I owe you? A reflection, I should have figured out that I need to put the SIM card. I forgot that you can take it out and put it into another You forgot phone. you could take mm-hmm. the SIM card out. It's an mm-hmm. easy mistake mm-hmm. to make, Maureen. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> to the problem for this week. Alison. <laughs> yes, Alison. Um, let's go to you and uh, find out because... <laughs> It's getting more frustrated with me every second. <laughs> when is your flight? It's time to ask. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. All right. Well, my problem, I'm I'm talking food poisoning because there's going to be someone else out there who's going to get it. So let's talk food poisoning. I'm glad you're doing this because I had a similar incident, but it came out the other end. Anyway, I don't want to go into it. Don't worry. It didn't land on anybody. I managed to make it to the toilet. Yeah, you weren't on a, ver- on, a on a train. Did you have chicken soup before? Um, no. We've already established it wasn't my chicken soup. That would be a that would absolutely work if it had been my chicken soup. But Alison, you got my back here. Yeah, I it was not the soup. Uh food poisoning. Okay. Uh we're all gonna experience it at some point, given the state of the world. Uh but it's tricky because do you have food poisoning or do you have a stomach bug? I was trying to clarify in my own situation what I had. Uh, stomach bugs can last one to 10 days. Food poisoning usually passes within 24 to 48 hours. So it's funny because I was reading all this stuff about how to tell if you have, well, when wh- when did you eat the contaminated food? Well, I don't know, do I? If I had known I was eating contaminated you food, it. I probably wouldn't have eaten it. So my answer is there's no way to tell anyone. There's no way to tell. Uh, I do think stomach bug lasts a little bit longer. Like if you have the neurovirus, that tends to linger a bit longer. Also, you tend to have, uh, like Jen said, a lower discharge as well as an upper discharge, trying to be polite as I describe it. Things to do to help to get over food poisoning. I mean, there's not a lot, gang, but there are some things you can do. Look, I know you don't feel like it, but as you are going through the throes of it, you have to keep yourself hydrated. So even though it feels horrible, you don't want to drink anything because you know it's just going to come back up, that is actually your body uh, doing what it's supposed to do. So the more you can hydrate it, the more you're helping your body along to get rid of whatever is inside of it that's upsetting it. Um, Also, please stay away initially from using those, those medicines that like stop you from getting sick or upset your stomach because if you have food poisoning, your body is 
doing it for a reason. And if you stop that process, you're just going to make yourself more sick. So I really recommend you staying away from those for a couple to few days is what they said until you establish that maybe you're into more of a norovirus thing. Then you can look at some tummy settling things. Electrolytes are a big thing. So like Powerade, Leucosade, yeah, those sort of things to give you back the electrolytes that your body needs because that's really important. That's what's being drained out of you while you're not feeling well. Uh, sleep. Sleep as much as you can. Sleep, 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 sleep. Wake up, drink some water, sleep, sleep, sleep. You will probably get sick. Then drink some more water, sleep, sleep, sleep. Whatever you can, just rest as much as you can. The more rest you can get, the better. Clear your schedule. Can I say this? The first thing you want to do is if you feel you don't go, oh, by tomorrow. No, give yourself a good 48 hours and clear your schedule, everyone. You are worth it and you need some downtime. Even if it's just phone calls or little, no, just clear your schedule. You don't need to be thinking about anything but just sleeping, drinking, and getting better. When you start to feel a little bit more in the world of the living again, uh, probiotics. I want you, look, you should be taking probiotics anyway, everyone, I think. But after a, a upsetting occurrence like food poisoning, your gut's really thrown off. So you want to start doing some probiotics if you can, all right? Some some tablets, I think, are the pills are the easiest, gentlest way, but there's a lot of things that you can do to help with your gut and probiotics. When you do get back into the world of trying to eat, you want to stick to what is called the BRAT diet. The BRAT diet is bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Those are the things the more bland and, and simple it is, but the brat diet is what is recommended again. So bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Applesauce was a wild one to me. Who knew applesauce? But I guess, you know, it's like a baby food kind of thing. Drinking ginger tea. This is a good thing. Ginger will uh, settle your stomach if you can get a nice ginger tea. Also, a warm liquid when you're not feeling well kind of does settle you and goes down a little bit better. So ginger tea is a really good one. Side note, this was a weird thing I looked into. Do not, and I know you're tempted, everyone, after you vomit, don't brush your teeth right away. I know, but you want to. You de- Rinse it, a little bit of water, maybe a little bit of baking soda, but the reason why you don't want to brush, brush your teeth right away is because your stomach acids uh, erode your teeth enamel. So if you brush your teeth right after getting sick, you are actually doing damage to your teeth enamel. Side note, little side note there, everyone. Uh, And then like Maureen said, if all else fails, just go get yourself an IV because that is your last case resort. So (laughs) IV it up, everyone. Go get an IV if you need. Uh, But in all honesty, I did have to call an ambulance one time because Danny had such bad food poisoning. They came in and they gave him an IV. So that is, but that's the worst, worst, worst. And then after you're feeling better for the next couple of days, gang, You want to avoid certain things. You want to avoid caffeine, caffeinated drinks. You want to avoid alcohol, spicy foods, foods high in fiber, weird enough. But yeah, foods high in fiber, dairy products, uh, of course, fried fatty foods, nicotine. That's one of the things that can make things last. Um, Seasoned fruits and really sugary fruit juices. Try to stay away from those. Oh, yeah. One more thing that I uh, read that could help is uh, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in some warm water. But again, the thought of drinking apple cider vinegar while you're sick seemed horrific to me. But apparently some people say it is a home remedy. Yeah, because it's an alkaline, isn't it? Yes. So it can readjust your tummy. But at the moment of, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not. It's good for your gut flora, isn't it? Apple cider vinegar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If like a lot of people do it every day. A lot of people swear by it, a yeah, little yeah. bit of. Yeah, because yeah. your your stomach will be stripped of 
the good stuff and it's about trying to reintroduce stuff that which will make it less likely that you'll throw up again yeah, yeah. but yeah sure i mean who wants to who wants diluted Ugh. apple cider vinegar nobody oh god at the best um, of it that's great advice, Alison. Thank you very much. I think um, you can also buy those rehydration sachets at the chemist. Yes, you can. Yeah. And they are very good. Um, so they will replace your electrolytes, which, like you said, are the things that go straight away. And the thing is, when your electrolytes are imbalanced, it means that you will are more likely to have diarrhea and or keep throwing up or wanting to keep throwing up. Wanting to, or feeling like you want to keep throw, throwing up, even though there's nothing in your stomach. So those electrolytes are really important. And if you haven't got any ginger tea, you can just slice. If you have any fresh ginger in the fridge, you can slice uh, a few bits up, stick it in some hot water, and that will do the trick as well. And very good for your tummy. Um, Alison, thank you very much for your advices. It is absolutely the grimmest thing in the world to have food poisoning. Just appalling. And and or the norovirus. I've had that twice. And both times I thought I'd, I'd actually rather be dead than go through whatever this is. Like, holy macaroni. It's so bleak. Um, but also to do it on public transport. I had a really dodgy noodle soup once when I was on the train and that that's what really didn't help me. You know, when you're like, whoever's in there, you're like practically grabbing the person by the throat, chucking them out the toilet so you can get the, get in there to pull your trousers down. It was like that. Whew. Anyway, TMI, guys. TMI. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. She, I like it. She's has like, just left. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where she's gone. I can hear more. Maureen, Maureen laughing. is laughing with other people. We're like, in the middle of a podcast. Can this be my goat? Where's Maureen? <laughs> <laughs> so, have you two decided what's got your goat? Well, I think we've done it, Maureen. We're, uh, we've, we've finished. It. We're, it's all. We've done it. And uh, let's just say you were involved. Anyway. <laughs> 
Let us now move forward onwards and upwards, not upwards as in throwing upwards, but just upwards as in we're moving on, to talk about what we have been visualising with our balls that are eyes. Well, a, a programme I would highly recommend, I've only seen the one episode, but it was brilliant. It's on Now TV. It's called Dark Winds. <gasps> oh, well, Alison, can you relate to that? That <laughs> you were also going through. I've been living that, baby. I've been living it. <laughs> and uh, executive producers include George R. R. Martin and Robert Redford. And it starts, and it's set in 1971, starts with a dramatic bank robbery. And then the action moves to Monument Valley, which was the background to numerous, you'd recognise it. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing background. It's a background to numerous cowboy movies in the 40s and 50s. And it's home to the biggest Native American reservation. And there we meet Joe Leaphorn, played brilliantly by Zahn McClanen. He's a tribal policeman and his deputy, Bernadette Manolito, who's Jessica, played by Jessica Matten. And it turns out two Native Americans have been murdered and he has to hand the investigation over to the FBI, though he knows full well that they're not going to bother looking into the, into the murders of two Native Americans. And then he gets he was joined by a new deputy called Jim Shee, uh, Kiowa Gordon, and it's it's beautifully acted. Uh, the lead the lead lead actors are fantastic. It's beautifully directed and produced. Uh, Monument Valley is stunning, and of course you get the irony because at one point one of the Indian uh, Native Americans is looking at uh, stagecoach John John uh, you know with um, John Wayne in it, and that was set in Monument Valley. And obviously, um, Western movies of the forties and fifties depicted. Uh, history in a certain way, which I would say the Native American Native Americans would disagree with completely. And there's hints of backstory for Joe Leaphorn. There's a really good twist at the end. And it, it reminds me really of something like Mystery Road with the um with the native Australian policeman. So he's he's not treated seriously because, uh, by the white policeman because he's Native American. He has problems with the Native Americans because obviously he's a cop and there's something else going on we don't know quite yet. And you get to see it's a detective series with looking at Native, with Native Americans as policemen. And you also get to see their lives. So at one point, there's a pregnant woman and the nurse is translating for her because theoretically she doesn't speak English. And the doctor's trying to get her to have a baby in the hospital. And she goes, if you have the baby in the hospital, uh, she's saying so he doesn't understand in their native language. Um, he'll sterilise you while you're under anaesthetic so you can't have any more children. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, which is obviously something that they did. So you get to view life from a Native American viewpoint. I would totally recommend it. I think you'd really love it, Jen. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And I think there's quite a few shows which are much more representative of Indigenous people of, in, in the States. You know, this one, um, I think Reservation Dogs is another one that has been recommended to me, which is a, a, another brilliant series. Um which I'm very keen to watch. So I'm I'm really happy that these television shows are being made. Finally, it seems I've even seems True to... Detective. Remember and the one uh, yes, we... this series of True, Detec True Detective. Absolutely, Alison. Yeah. Um, again, if you're not watching it, please do. It's brilliant. Um, it, it's it feels like it's almost perverse that it's taken such a long time, doesn't it, for these stories to be told from the indigenous population from their from their perspective whether they be canadian or, or or us so yeah i'll check it out um more and it sounds brilliant i'll definitely check it out so it's on i think you can watch it on is it on sky now now tv, now yeah. TV if you if you don't have sky tv and uh, i think you can rent it on prime video if you have neither um Thanks very much for your recommendation, Maureen. That's fantastic. I went to the cinema, as I told you, for my birthday, and I went to see a, a fantastic film that Chloe and I 
you know, after a film, normally you get up straight away, don't you? Grab your coat and you're just straight out. Everybody in the cinema stayed and watched the credits because nobody could move. We were all like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was such an incredible film. And we talked about it for ages afterwards. In fact, we're still talking about it. It's called All of Us Strangers. Um, and it stars um, Andrew Scott and also um, Paul Mescal, who, um, how to describe it? The thing is, I, I, there's a blurb here, which kind of, because I didn't know anything about it before I watched it. I'm kind of almost loath to tell you too much about it. I actually think it's great yeah. to go and see these films and not know anything, but I guess you would call it a sort of... There is a, there is a love story in there. There is a ghost story in there. There is a story about loss and redemption and grief and um, loneliness. Like, these are all thematic. These are all themes that are, that are in the film. It is so good. And the performances by Andrew Scott and and Mescal are, are outstanding. Um, there are also cameo roles, I suppose, for Claire Foy and Jamie Bell. Again, I'm not going to really talk too much about it. In fact, if you want to, it, it there are, the blurb does tell you a lot more about it. But like I said, I actually really appreciated trying to figure out what was going on. But it really is... Absolutely, um, and just the acting is just through the roof, and it's um, oh god, I, I, I can't even tell. You. I feel like if I start talking about it, I'm going to tell you all about it. So I'm going to I'm going to stop and just say, watch it. It's the beautiful performances. It's one of those films that I hope gets the recognition it deserves. Oh no, I, no, it, there's been um, there's been a Ferrari because. Andrew, Scott, I think I think the film's been nominated for Oscars, but Andrew Scott wasn't nominated, and I think he might not even be nominated for a BAFTA. So they're, they're I saying mean, this film is brilliant. That's insane. I mean, he's I might, absolutely. I might, be, I might be. I might be wrong about BAFTA. Uh, but, uh, um, honestly, definitely... the, the the acting. I, look, look, everyone's going on about this fucking Barbie film. I mean, look, you just can't compare it. I, I'm sorry. These big blockbuster films dominate the awards, uh, and 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 frankly, look, it's fine. The movie's fine. It was sponsored by Mattel. Let's just write, you know, whatever. I love Greta Gerwig. I think she's an absolutely fantastic director. Do I think this is her finest piece of work? Actually, I don't. But this is a film that should be seen by everybody, and particularly if you're um, on the LGBTQ spectrum there's 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 it's it's a film that really will speak to you so um I think it's still in this well, well I mean I only saw it on Friday so I'm assuming it's still in the cinemas and I really recommend you go and watch it and I will shall tell you no more about it he didn't yeah he didn't get a BAFTA nomination or an Oscar nomination and people are saying that the film only really works because he's because you know he's the linchpin that makes the film work I think that's absolutely true and it and it almost entirely hangs on him really and on him because it's it's seen through his eyes and through his loss and through his uh, projections and through his fantasies and through his dreams so yes Andrew Scott if you're listening you deserve an Oscar absolutely fantastic he probably is you know oh, of course uh, we've talked about this Qatar Airlines are listening to this Andrew, Andrew Scott. Scott's listening to this it's all the best all the best people <laughs> okay Alison, tell us about the horror that is residing within us. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, because my problem this week was food poisoning. Uh, I was trying to think about, you know, movies that horror movies that go with food. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, I could have chosen some classics, you know, I was like, Oh, killer tomatoes. Right. That's a classic. I, you know, the, the stuff, which I like to recommend, uh, it's a great film about a yogurt, uh, ice cream type product. Anyway. Yeah. I'm coming back to one though that I recommended a while ago, but I love it and I just think it so <laughs> connects to what I just went through. And it's a movie called Cooties. Do you remember me bringing this up before? Cooties. No. Yeah. Are cooties, cooties like cold sores? So cooties are kind of like when kids would say, oh, you're gross, you've got cooties. Like that was kind of the term for it. Like you've got the ick. Cooties is like, uh, okay. cooties. Right, um, gotcha. This one has Elijah Wood in it. Okay, so it's like got a real cast, gang. Uh, Cooties. When a deadly virus transforms some children in an elementary school into bloodthirsty zombies, a bunch of eccentric teachers must work together to escape from the place unharmed. Um, A virus spawned from a diseased chicken nugget. That's right, everyone. Chicken nugget, which I think is so appropriate because that is the ultimate children food, uh, spreads through school, turning all the children into a swarm of savages. This movie is hysterical. Okay, yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's zombies. It is ridiculously funny. It's ridiculously funny. I think because I'm a former teacher, (laughs) it also really touched my soul because I was like, you know, they don't even have to be like zombies for me to feel this way about children in large groups, to be honest with you, everyone. Um, uh, it's got but, an uh, interesting cast. Yeah. Rain Wilson from The Office. He's done yep. a few horror films. He's, yep. he's done a few um, zombie films. Not zombie films, but, you know, that that director. What's his name? Oh, um, oh God. What's I his should... name, Zombie? You know the guy I'm talking about. Oh, Rob no. Zombie? Rob Zombie. No. He's done a Rob Zombie film. I've okay. seen him in one of those. It's got Jack McBrayer, who you'll know uh, from uh, 30 Rock. Yep. He's brilliant. He's so good in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, so good. Like, well, all these teachers are hysterical. Yeah. It's, um, it looks... <laughs> I'm just looking at... Sorry. I'm watching a sort of, like, trailer thing. And, and you're sort time. of intrigued, aren't you? I'm sort of intrigued. I know. <laughs> it looks batshit. It's um, ridiculous. I've never yeah. heard of this film, Alison. Like, I've never, ever heard of it. Cooties. Yeah. yeah. Well, but look, this is one of the horror movies. And again, it's a comedy horror movie. It's up there with like Shaun of the Dead, that kind of vibe, you know. And I, I just think it's one that gets passed over a lot by people. If you enjoy a little bit of horror comedy, I mean, cooties. The title is Cooties. Like, it's titles Cooties is hilarious, and it doesn't look too scary. It looks no. quite daft. It doesn't. It's, you will laugh. I promise you, you will laugh. Yeah. yeah. It, I think uh, it's a cooties. horror comedy, and I think it leans into the comedy more than the horror. So if, if that's up your street, Cooties, it, it doesn't get terrible reviews, uh, Alison. No. It, it gets, I think, oh, it doesn't get brilliant reviews either, by the way. But, <laughs> You know. <laughs> That's on brand. That's on brand. See, it seems to hit the mean there. I think it's one of those films that if you want horror, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a bit of gore in it. There's a like there it's definitely a horror film. Uh but and like Elijah Wood's character, he's like the new teacher trying to like, you know, really help and the, it, just watching these little kids like lip off Elijah Wood is is pretty funny. Cause they're, you know, it's yeah, it's uh I'm just saying, if you want to kill a good hour and a half, it's Go. it's very funny. Watch yeah. it. Don't keep Cooties. your expectations to yourself, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's 
exactly. This isn't all of us strangers. Keep you manage them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. Maureen, you're here. This is amazing. We're delighted. Oh, what a treat for the eyes. Well, mainly because you're pixelated, at least to me. <laughs> um, Maureen, tell me what have, all about your corner, which you have cultured for us. Maureen Younger, she has a corner. It is full of things that we would like to put in our mouths. <laughs> I don't know what I'm Whoa, saying. Wow, wait, wait, wait. Thanks for that wonderful <laughs> intro, Jen. Um, well, uh, in the hope that at some point I will actually get into Australia, I've chosen... <laughs> <laughs> we don't know, though, do we? We don't know. At the moment, it's still up in the air. Well, I'm not. I, I, if only I was. I You're not up, up in the air. air. <laughs> yeah, only. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to talk about um, Australian authors. Um, and, I, and I looked and I don't think I've read any books by Australians. So there you go. Austrians, yes. Australians, no. Okay, so the first one is one that you've probably heard of. There was a, a, a well-known film made about it, My Brilliant Career by Miles Franklin, uh, first published in 1901. And apparently it was written when she was only 16 years old. Wow. Quite frightening. Uh, her heroine, Sibylla, Sibylla, Sibylla Melvin, rails against the mores of 1890s society in Australia. And you could say, I suppose, it's like a, a tale of manners, a bit like Jane Austen say, except that Sibylla's having none of it. She doesn't want to get married. And that's a time when obviously a, a, a proper lady wouldn't work. Um, and your main role was to get yourself a really good husband. And that was how you basically ensured your future. So um, that's the first book. The second book is called The Harp in the South, which I've never read or even heard of until I did some research, by Ruth Park, first published in 1948. And she's actually born in New Zealand. But she this book apparently has been a favourite for over half a century and it's written the vernacular of the day and it, about people tackling life in a very Australian way you know like just down to earth and characters just get on with it and it's a no-nonsense portrait of slum life in Surrey Hills wherever that is That's and in Sydney. Um, okay and uh, after World War II featuring the second generation Irish Darcy family and she also looks at um, female the female perspective of marriage sexual politics physical violence and abortion which is probably quite daring in those days, I would have thought. Yeah, for sure. And then another one that's really fa a really well-known Australian book, which is actually going to be one of the books we're reading next month, Picnic at Hanging Rock. There's also a pitch, uh, film by it. Very famous oh, film. I've seen the film. Yeah, I haven't seen the film. I really like the director, but I haven't seen the film. And it was, it was first published in 1967, written by Joan Lindsay. And it's a 19... It's a, it happens around the 1900s. It's a mystery surrounding the disappearance of a group of schoolgirls who vanish after climbing the rock. And a girl, only one girl returns and she's got no memory of what happened. People become obsessed with what happened to them. And it's fiction dressed up as a true story. And uh, part of the appeal is, did it or didn't it happen? Quality to the writing, apparently. So, and the fourth one, I'm just going to do four to this week, is Cloud Street by Tim Winton. And it's a two-family saga. And apparently this was declared an instant classic upon publication 25 years ago in 1991. And uh, it's a epic which captures the life uh, the life of various of two families in Perth during the middle of the 20th century so I think that's quite a lot to be going on with yeah um can I add one to that list yeah add, um, add away well there's a um it's a quite a, an acclaimed Aussie uh, novelist called Christos Siolkas Siolkas is Greek Greek Australian so Apologies for mispronouncing his name. But uh, I think he was most famous for writing The Slap, which got made into a miniseries. Oh, on, yes. 
which I which is it is a, it is a good it is a good book, but I actually really enjoyed um, Barracuda, um, which um, is about a a swimmer trying to escape his sort of a working class um, Greek upbringing and um, his I just he's he's a a young gay man also having to um uh i suppose um contend with his sexuality i mean i i read it i read it back in 2014 so i can't really remember a a huge amount about the the storyline as i've started to talk about it but (laughs) i do remember um i really enjoyed it um and I, I find his writing is quite controversial, so it does split a room. But I, I think he's a writer that, that that's worth adding to that list. But that is, um, that's a great list. And I know you, Maureen, I know you will read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already got picture, Picnic at Hanging Rock. Um, but when you get to, uh, what I would recommend also for you, Maureen, because I know how much you love to go around a bookshop, is when you go, when you get to, get to Australia, when you get to Adelaide, Nip into a bookshop and just have a little browse and and buy 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 there because I, I know what you're like. You're going to bring books with you and then you're going to go. Oh, I haven't got space to take anything back. I know. I've um, no, no. I'm going to be really good, but I've got, that's just the beginning of the list. There's some more books on the list which uh, I, I discovered which sound fascinating. By the way, a quick note: Lessons in Chemistry, which I'm reading now for book club, absolutely fantastic. Jen, you would love it. Absolutely Who's it by? Brilliant. Oh, I can't remember the books next door. But uh, you, between you and me, I, I talked. About, I recommended a book. I couldn't remember the storyline too. You're recommending a book. You don't know who the author is. But just look, lessons in chemistry. Absolutely fantastic book. Brilliant. It's, really, it's lot. There's lots of pages, like 360 odd pages. But it's so good, you just fly through it. Brilliant. Well, you need a load of books to take with you. So this is great. Um, Maureen, thank you very much for your cultural corner. So we've been cultured. Uh, we have uh, discussed uh, illnesses. Maureen is still with us. Uh, a lot's gone on. But what we really want to know is uh, what's agitating us? Jen, what the hell's getting your goat this week? Me, I think. <laughs> That's not just this week. I th- I'm losing everything. I cannot find anything. I don't know where anything is. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. I can't take it anymore. So that's me getting my goat. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I'm not really entirely sure if I should even mention this or not, but I've already told Maureen she knows. Um, but I look <laughs> at Maureen's face. She's like, I don't know either. Um, I did look. I'm not going to go into the super detail, but I did a corporate last week. And suffice to say, it was very difficult. It was very tricky. It was very challenging. It was not what I wanted. It was not what anyone wanted. But we got through it. However, there was an incident during this corporate where a man, while he was having his photograph taken, he was sponsoring an award, standing on stage with me, that while he was having his photograph, taken with me and with the winner, put his hand somewhere I had not consented. And that was my behind. I, (laughs) I know, 2024, is it not? (laughs) Alison, I, you know when something happens to you and you're like, maybe this isn't happening. Oh, I don't think this is. You're shocked. You, you, You sort of go, oh, that's not happening. It can't be happening. 
it's 2024. And then you're like, no, it is happening. And then you're like, uh, what do I, what do I do? Do I say, I mean, I'm like, I'm in the middle of hosting an award ceremony, which is already, I'm clinging onto any authority with by the skin of my teeth. I'm hanging by my fingernails here. It's, it, it's not going well. Okay. There's people very much are not enjoying me. And uh, so I was like, I don't know what to do. Also, because I know that the next, in, in a little while, the C, the, like the person who's heading up this whole water room is going to come over and give a speech. Do I take his, do I say something? Do I go, that man just put his hand on my backside? I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I made the decision to go like, okay, don't say anything. We'll do something at the end of the awards and I'll make a complaint. And that's what I did. So I made a complaint and I said, look, this is what happened. Fortunately, one of the women who is one of the organizers saw it happening. She was like, I did see that. I said, okay. She said, I'm really sorry that happened to you. I said, as am I, as am I. Um, I thought we'd all agreed <laughs> that we weren't doing that anymore. <laughs> or at least certainly not in front of 250 people. Um, but what a thing, what a thing. So I made a complaint and obviously things are in motion and I will you know, take this complaint to wherever I can take it. But what a thing to happen now. I, and also like a few people when you should have said something at the time, you should have said on stage, that man put his hand on. But I was trying to explain, there was so much animosity in the room, <clears throat> or at least that's how it felt. I didn't really feel like I could. Do you know what I mean? I didn't really feel like I had the, I had anyone on my side where I could go, Look at this. Because if I had, I think I would have. If, do you know You know when you feel like the audience are with you, you, you almost feel invincible, don't you? But when the audience aren't with you, you're like... Just... But also, like, what you think you're going to do and what you do are two different things. And I think you're so taken aback by that that your normal reaction, Jen, would be to tell somebody what the fuck they're doing. But you're so taken aback that it's actually happening. It, you don't react straight away, so it makes it harder to react exactly 30 seconds later if you get what if you get what I'm meaning <laughs> exactly I've just had my photograph taken with him and there's a grimace there's a there's a look in my eyes which looks like what's happening um also you can see my jacket is slightly moved in a way that shouldn't have unless you've got your hand on my ass um yes I think so, all of those things and and all of those things that happen where you go I would have done this I should have done this I could have done this why didn't I do this and then you're like in that moment you are always like, and also it's it's not like you're there for 10 minutes with this man with his hand on your backside. You're there for like a brief sort of minute or it wasn't not even a minute. And by the time you're processing fucking hell, what just happened? He's off. He's off the stage smirking to himself and drinking with his friends. And, I'm, you know, uh, look at what I did. But, um, yeah, that's what got my go. I, I, I then was so livid. I, I didn't even know what to do with myself. At the end... And it was a long old night because the food had been delayed and I was supposed to get on at like nine and I didn't get on till 10. And that difference of an hour meant that these people were hammered. Um, so uh, I did look for him as I was leaving because by that top point I'd had a bit of time and I was like, well, I'm going to fucking tear him a new bum hole. But I couldn't find him. And in a way, I think maybe that's for the best. Probably. <laughs> Probably for the best. Because by that point, I was really, I, th I think the dust had settled and I and I was ready. I was, I was gunning for a fight. I was gunning for a fight. Uh, and I think it probably is better that I, I, I didn't find him. But that, that happened. And it's a reminder, isn't it, as women? You know, also, 
listen, just had my 49th birthday. I thought, am I not? Is that, have, I, have we not got past this? Can we not all agree that, that this is over for, for women of my age? Can you leave me the fuck alone, please? I think well, as you get older, it happens less and less, but then it still happens. And you do feel like going, have you seen how old I am? Do you know what I mean? I mean, what do you, you should you should you should be ignoring me, you twat. You should be ignoring me. I'm I'm old. I'm I'm a lesbian. I ha, I've got children. I'm unavailable. There's so many. The, the list is endless. Also, yeah, but all most, the more reason why they do it. Yeah, That's what it's, really it's a power gets thing. Me. It's, it's a power, a power thing. thing. He yeah. did it for it. Was even I doubt it was even sexual. It was like I'm going to let you know, babe, who's in charge of this room. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's actually me. It's a power thing. It was really um, demeaning is what I would describe it as. Um, and that's why I was so angry when I when I went to leave. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking... Hum I, now I want to humiliate him. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, look, we know it happens. It happens to... Like, there's not a woman listening to this that it hasn't happened to. It happens to all of us. We all, we've all been assaulted without... <laughs> we've all been assaulted, whether it be on a bus or in a nightclub or by a partner or... Or, or in our, on stage, at work, whatever it is that you're doing, it happens, it happens, it happens, it happens. It's just fucking, I'm just so livid. <laughs> you just, you know, you want to you throw, you want to throw him in the bin. Who, who, who's with me? Because you're so caught in that moment too. What are you supposed to do? You're doing a job, you're earning money, you're trying to, you know what I mean? And so like, you're like, I'm not going to make a scene, but that's why he did it right then and there. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things you, you, when you read lessons in chemistry, it's about a woman in the 1950s having to deal with um, misogyny then. And um and all the oh, things, you know, people God. have been taken seriously because she's a woman. So she can't possibly be into chemistry. Um, that's why I think it's really a very interesting book, I think, to, to read from that perspective. Yeah, I, well, I think, you know, I don't think there's a single thing that we can do where we can't get told whether we can't um, see the patriarchy at work and misogyny. It's just impossible to avoid. Um, but um, uh, I did think on stage I might avoid it, but um, uh, apparently not. There we go. C'est la vie, c'est la vie. But just to say... Um, to this chap if you're listening um i will be gunning for you now um and um expect a visit from the police so and you're welcome you absolute turd bag <laughs> and on that note uh we all hope you have a great week have a great week everybody <laughs> look out turd bags uh maureen may or may not be back with us next week we don't know who knows i definitely who knows? don't I, I, well, I mean, for Maureen's sake, I hope she's on her way to Australia because it's a shame if she isn't. Uh, in other news, uh, we uh, will be, we've, we've bagged a few episodes that we did earlier in the year that we've got in the can that we will be putting out at some point. So, but they are in the past, quite, quite a lot in the past. So some of the, re <laughs> some of the references may seem a little bit out of date. But anyway, they'll, they're coming up, but they're still brilliant episodes and very much worth listening to. Um, and, of course, we will be keeping up with whatever Maureen is doing in Australia, should she not be with us next week, which we hope she won't be. We hope she'll be away. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. 
If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that do. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.